a society that doesn't care about what you think or what you know, but only what you can prove in a court of law. Welcome to the show that has an opinion on just about everything criminal justice. No, he's not a lawyer. No, he's not a counselor. He's only armed with his opinion and a plethora of knowledge in the criminal justice system. Here's the host of What You Think Doesn't Matter, Chris Thorne. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of What You Think Doesn't Matter. This week, we're going to talk about the U.S. Supreme Court. I'm going to give you all a little bit of history lesson regarding its background, how it was established, what their primary functions and role is, and how uh, how their decisions affect us as the people down in the various states that we live in. Talk about some recent cases that were just handed down regarding Roe v. Wade and New York City's... Uh, at, um, concealed carry requirements. So when we come back, we'll get started. So grab your coffee, have a seat, and hang on tight. All right, welcome back to a little bit of background on the on the Supreme Court. Um, Article three of the Constitution basically established the federal judiciary. All right, Section one of Article three basically vested the Supreme Court with the power of the United States as an inferior court. However, from time to time, Congress can ordain and establish that process. Um, Even though the Constitution establishes the Supreme Court, the Congress is allowed to decide how to organize it. Uh, Congress first exercised that power under the Judiciary Act of 1789, in which it created the Supreme Court with six justices and also established the lower federal court system. Uh, Since the establishment of the Supreme Court, there have been various numbers of justices that have sat on the bench that ranged from as few as five justices all the way up to ten. Um, but shortly after the Civil War ended, the number of seats on the court was permanently fixed at nine judges. There is one uh, chief justice uh, that oversees eight associate justices of the Supreme Court. Um, just like all other federal judges, the Supreme Court justices are uh, appointed by the president and confirmed by the Senate. Uh, they, they're appointed for life. They're there until they die or they retire. Um, their salaries cannot be decreased during their terms of office. Uh, the restrictions were created as a means to protect the independence of the judiciary from the political branches of the government. Moving on to the, scor- the court's jurisdiction, uh, Article 2 of Section 3 of the Constitution establishes the jurisdiction of the Supreme Court. Uh, the court has original jurisdiction over certain cases such as uh, suits between two or more states or cases involving ambassadors and other public ministers. Uh, the court also has appeal it. Uh, jurisdiction and uh they can they can have appeal a jurisdiction on almost any other case that involves a point of constitutional or federal law uh, an example to which the cases the supreme court is necessary to decide is uh cases involving treaties and cases involving ships on the high seas and navigable waterways so uh, things like that. Those are usually cases you really don't hear. But when it comes to the Constitution, the U.S. Supreme Court is the highest level of appeal system in any court case, period. Once you get to the Supreme Court, you're at the top. You can't go any further once uh, the Supreme Court has made their decision revolving a case. Um, uh, when exercising its appeal jurisdiction, the court, with some exceptions, does not actually have to hear the case. They can... Uh, 
present the evidence or excuse me, read the evidence as it is presented and then they can review it and make their decision based on that. Out of the 7,000 cases that are submitted each year, the Supreme Court actually only hears 100 to 150 of those cases. They are not required to review all the cases that are presented to them. They get to pick and choose. And for the most part, the cases they do choose will most likely than not involve questions of constitutionality or civil rights. But the, the biggest power the Supreme Court has is the judicial review power. Okay. It's basically the ability of a court to declare legislative or executive act in violation of the Constitution. Um, if a situation is not found within the text of the Constitution itself, the, the court established this doctrine in the case of Marbury versus Madison in 1803. I'm not going to get into the details of that case, but essentially that's where the, uh, the Supreme Court gets its uh, jurisdiction for judicial review. And that is mostly what they do. Most of the cases that they hear, if not all of the cases that they will hear, involve a form of judicial review to basically determine if the government's actions or the state's actions fall within the guidelines of the constitutional as it is written. I'm going to kind of go over a passage here from the case of Marbury versus Madison. Um, basically, in this case, the court had to decide whether an act of Congress or the Constitution was the supreme law of the land. And uh, the Judiciary Act of 1789 gave the Supreme Court original jurisdiction to issue writs of ma mandamus, basically legal orders compelling government officials to act in accordance with the law. Uh, the suit was brought under this act, but the Supreme Court noted that the, the Constitution didn't permit the court to have original jurisdiction in this matter. Since Article 6 of the Constitution establishes the Constitution as the law of the land, the court held that an act of Congress that is contrary to the Constitution could not stand. In subsequent cases, the court also established its authority to strike down state laws found to be in violation of the Constitution. So essentially, before the 14th Amendment of 1869, the provisions of the Bill of Rights were only applicable to the federal government. After the 14th Amendment's passage, the Supreme Court began ruling that most of its provisions were applicable to the states as well. Therefore, the court has the final say over when a right is protected by the Constitution or when a constitutional right is violated. Hence, when the, when the U.S. Supreme Court makes a decision on a case, that decision establishes precedence for the law of the land. What they say goes, and there's no way to overturn it. They, in order for a Supreme Court decision to be overturned, the Supreme Court has to overturn their own decisions, which, contrary to popular belief, has happened several times in the past, not just recently, but over several times. All right, so just to provide a little bit of credit here, the information that I just gave you guys regarding the Supreme Court was information basically from uscourts.gov website. provides information about the federal court systems. So just to give credit where credit is due, I did not give you all that just based off of my memory because, to be honest with you, I had to read it a couple of times just to refresh my memory. All right, so with all that being said, let's go ahead and kind of jump into a couple of cases that have recently been decided. Um, as we noted just a few minutes ago, basically, if a law or a statute is not specifically identified in the U.S. Constitution, the federal government has no jurisdiction over it, and therefore the Supreme Court can kick that case back down to the state's for the states to decide of its legality. 
Okay. The U.S. Supreme Court can only approve or overturn a ruling if it is in direct violation of the Constitution as the Constitution has been written. And if it doesn't meet that criteria, it gets kicked back down to the states to decide for themselves, which is basically the premise of a constitutional republic, which is what we have. Not a really a form of democracy, but that's a topic for another discussion. So regarding the Roe v. Wade decision that the Supreme Court passed down, if you were to go back and read the history of the case of uh, Roe v. Wade from 1973, basically Roe v. Wade established a woman's choice to have an abortion. Basically, it created pro-choice. However, when the Supreme Court made their decision at that time to uphold Roe v. Wade, they did it based on a precedence that did not exist at the time. In other words, the Supreme Court established a law of the land that was not identified in the U.S. Constitution as being approved by or a violation of the Constitution. Therefore, on this decision that the Supreme Court just handed down, they didn't strip anybody of any rights. They didn't add any rights. They didn't limit any rights. They basically said that the, the decision of Roe v. Wade was made in error outside of the guidelines of the Supreme Court requirements, and therefore, the decision on whether or not to legalize or ban abortions will be reverted back to the states to decide for themselves. So, with that being said, the court did not ban abortion. They did not support abortion. They simply said it's up to your states. Okay? So let's go ahead and get that misconception out of the way. The Supreme Court basically corrected an old decision that was done in error. And that's not the only time the Supreme Court has done that. Back in the civil rights, back in the 50s and 60s, the Supreme Court made decisions that overturned previous decisions regarding segregation. Uh, Jim Crow laws that were once legal were overturned. So those don't exist because those were in direct violation of the Constitution. So this decision here of Roe v. Wade is not the only time the Supreme Court has reversed itself. Putting my opinion on this whole thing, but it, the Supreme Court fixed what they thought was an error. They didn't strip anybody of anything. They didn't guarantee anything. They simply said... A woman's right to choose under Roe v. Wade is not does not fall within the jurisdiction of the United States Supreme Court. Therefore, the decision is overturned and remanded back to the states for the states to determine the legalities. So, in other words, the states can have an open election on the subject, put it to their residents and to their people to vote on it to determine if there should be a law created. The Supreme Court has no jurisdiction over it because it's not identified specifically in the Constitution. There is no constitutional protection for a woman's right to choose. Do I agree with it? I, I have no opinion on it either way that I'm willing to express on it from a personal standpoint. I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not saying I don't agree with it. I'm just saying that the Supreme Court made that decision based on the legalities of it. And personal opinion on it, regardless of what people think, had no bearing on the Supreme Court's decision. 
However, it is my opinion that all those idiots out there who went to go riot the Supreme Court or protest the justices outside their home in an attempt to intimidate them into making a certain decision ought to be arrested for violating U.S. code. Because U.S. code does specifically state that any attempt to persuade or threaten a sitting Supreme Court justice is a crime. And why nobody's been arrested in that, I have no clue. So that's the only opinion I'm going to express on that. But the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe v. Wade was a decision based on how the Constitution was written and based on precedents which did not exist at the time Roe v. Wade was decided. So let's go ahead and get that straight there. So all you people out there crying about, oh my God, the Supreme Court took away my right to choose. No, they didn't. They did not take anything away from you that did you did not already have. Snip that in the bud right now. So we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're going to jump into talk about uh, the U.S. Supreme Court decision to knock down New York City's uh, concealed carry licensing requirements and how that may affect the rest of the country. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. All right, everybody, welcome back to What You Think Doesn't Matter. Uh, this text subject I want to talk about, I think um, it's kind of an important decision for all you 2A advocates out there, for all you gun nuts, uh, and I put myself in that category because I am one. Um, this decision that the Supreme Court made striking down New York's uh, concealed carry permit requirements is unconstitutional. Uh, for those of you who haven't heard or don't know anything about it, basically, it's like New York has a what's called a May issue requirement when it comes to issuing concealed carry permits. In other words, an, a New York resident and can apply for a concealed carry permit to carry a firearm on their person for self-defense. However, they must be able to provide just cause for why they feel they need to have, be armed with a firearm to protect themselves. So they basically need a reason. And the administrators of the city of New York can, or the state of New York, can determine if your reasons are valid or not, and then make a determination as to whether or not you meet that criteria to be issued a concealed carry license. And I can pretty much tell you that in most cases... Though, unless you can ex show extreme cases, you will get denied a license to carry concealed weapon in New York. But because the requirement is so stringent and the amount of proof required to show just cause is so high, the Supreme Court has basically ruled that their law is an infringement and a restriction on the Second Amendment, and they have ruled that a person's right to self-defense is not limited to their home, but limited to their person, wherever they may be, inside the home or outside the home. So the Supreme Court overruled that law in New York, make basically saying that their requirements are unconstitutional. Now, how does that affect everybody else in the country? Well, it's plain and simple. Basically, what that decision does, it opens the door to require all states be transferred from a may-issue state to a must-issue state. Uh, 
basically stating that as long as you are of legal age and you do not have anything in your background that legally prevents you from possessing a firearm, you will have the constitutional right to apply for a concealed carry permit and be granted one to carry concealed on your person while in public. However, the Supreme Court did not elaborate as to where a person with a concealed carry license can and cannot carry. That will be left up to the states because the Constitution does not state specifically where a person can or cannot carry. It just simply states that each individual has a right to keep and bear arms. Okay, it does not say where, it does not say how, it just says you have a right to keep and bear arms. And that's where the Supreme Court decision comes in at. And that's how they determine that New York's law is unconstitutional because it is an infringement on the Second Amendment right to carry a, to carry a gun. That's basically them saying, oh yeah, you have a legal right to own a gun, but you know what, you have to keep it in your home. But then they're going to tell you whether or not you can or cannot use that gun in your home. So, and it's a great big snowball effect. So, this decision by the U.S. Supreme Court is going to affect other similar states, such as California and Hawaii, that have strict concealed carry licensing requirements that uh, require to show just cause. Uh, from personal experience, uh, living in the state of California, they're just as hard as New York is as far as getting a concealed carry license. It's not going to happen. Unless you're a big name celebrity and your name is out there in public view, or you can show a true threat to yourself and the need to possess a firearm for self-defense, you're not going to get a license. So this Supreme Court ruling turning down New York's restriction is going to open the door for other states to allow uh, concealed carry uh, for anybody that's legally entitled to own a, and possess a firearm. So is it going to happen right away? No, um, dust is going to settle and here... Pretty soon, I'm going to say, predict within the next year or two, you're going to start seeing other lawsuits popping up in these other states that have similar laws as New York, um, trying to get them shot down and overturned. And because of the precedent that the Supreme Court just established with New York, it's going to be a lot easier for people to sue the states for not issuing concealed carry permits um, than it has been until recently. So be ready for that. Uh, I think it's a great law. I think that everybody that is legally allowed to own and possess a firearm should be allowed to carry their firearm. Do I agree with restrictions on where you can carry it? Yes, I do. But it depends on where. Okay, You're not going to want to carry it into an, a, a sporting event with uh, a large crowd. You can't carry it into banks. You can't carry it... Well, I was going to say you can't carry it on school property... But once again, some states are actually opening that up um, to a certain degree. Uh, but for the most part, you cannot carry a firearm onto any federal or government buildings or property unless otherwise um, permitted by those specific places. Okay. So uh, I agree with the Supreme Court overturning New York's ban. That's going to affect places like California and Hawaii, who also have similar bans. And uh, I, don't, I don't agree with any restrictions on the Second Amendment. Unless for some reason you are have a history of uh, history of violence or mental illness, um, I don't believe anybody should be restricted from owning a firearm. 
All right. With all that being said, we are about out of time for this week's episode of What You Think Doesn't Matter. Tune in next time as I come up with another topic of discussion in which I express my opinion and feelings about what's going on in the criminal justice system. And as always, if you want to reach out to us, you can send us an email at wytdm at yahoo.com, or you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like this episode or you like the show, please feel free to like, share, and follow us to receive updates on what's going on with the show and our future avenues. Till next time, uh, be good, be safe, and remember, what you think doesn't matter.